Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the season three podcast of Mystical Motherhood. I'm really excited to announce today that I just released my new book and it's available on Amazon. The name is Fertile, Prepare Your Body, Mind, and Spirit for Conception and Pregnancy to Create a Conscious Child. This book was published under my name, Pritam Atma, and I highly, highly, highly recommend reading it. The book is written for anyone who wants to change their life, but I wrote it specifically for women who are about to conceive a child because I believe that their mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being can completely change the child in the womb. So I take women through all of the sacred mysteries of conscious conception. And I also spoke deeply into concepts around behavioral epigenetics to combine science and spirit and create an entirely new paradigm and platform and approach to motherhood and pregnancy. Um, It is beyond amazing. And if you have any questions about it, um, please write in to mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com, or you can check out my website at mysticalmotherhood. To start off this new season, I have a guest, and we go deeply into some ancient mysteries around conception in ancient Greece. We also go into the mysteries of the snake and utilizing the energy of the snake and the kundalini for conscious conception. Those are some of the most powerful parts of our conversation. We go into her awakening process and uh, pertinent parts of her life that she's trying to change right now. I hope you all enjoy. If any of you are in need of a session or you need help with any part of your life and you feel like you're going through the awakening process or you're becoming a mother or you are ready to do things differently than anyone else in your family, I want you to reach out to me at mysticalmotherhood.com so that I can help assist you in becoming the absolute best person that you can be on this earth, so that you can help so many other people evolve on this planet. Enjoy the next podcast, and I'll see you again in the next week or two. As you listen to this podcast, please know that all podcasts are channeled uh, healings, where I tap into each woman individually, reading her past, applying it to her future, and helping her clear generational patterns that are holding her back in life so that she can consciously conceive a child and create a new type of human being for this planet. That's the purpose of Fertile, um, and that's the purpose of the Mystical Motherhood podcast and my entire movement is to help women create a new type of child on this planet, an enlightened and conscious child that will change the paradigm of the way we understand mothering. Enjoy. God, the women in your family are just <laughs> so present. Was there any abuse 
on your grandma's lineage? My mother's father was abusive. Okay. So I don't know if that's my grandma's lineage, but he, I don't know if he sexually molested his daughters, but he tried to. He did. Yeah. Okay. So they want to work on that. Um, is that all right with you? We can start into that later, but it's like when I read you, Taylor, your energy is standing there and the women of your past, you have done a lot of work on yourself. And the two things I saw within you last time was some issues with control and issues with the lineage of the feminine in your family. And everybody has different things. Every mother has different things to work on. There's nothing wrong with this or that. It it doesn't matter. Um, so you take it as an opportunity because what the energy does is it, 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 if you could imagine like black souls and you know, pictures where black souls are like coming out and grabbing at your feet yeah. and those patterns will pull you down or pull the child down that you want to have. Right. Right. And, and has any of your family, like, does it, has it come up recently in the last week? Any, any pertinent issues? Um, by, by curiosity. No, I mean, my mom, I, so half, my mom is very aware of it. When I was younger, he tried to, to get protect close to you. Me. Yeah. Well, he tried to get close to me. I told her and right away she protected me. So, but then the rest of my family is kind of in denial. He's dead. He died a while ago, but I think it's like, I'm from a Mexican I'm a first generation American and I don't know if I told you this last time, but one of my grand great grandmothers had 22 daughters. This grandma that I'm seeing, she's dead, right? Is she alive? I have a grandmother who's alive. Yeah. Okay. What was the one that was a one that came from this abusive line? Is this the one that's alive or not? I don't know anything about my other Mexican grandmother. Okay, so the one that we're talking about right now, she's still alive. Yeah, my Mexican grandmother's still alive. And this is the lineage where the abuse is happening, correct? Yeah. Is this your and this is your mother's side? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think it was on my father's side too, but that's American and not the closest to me. I'm more I'm much more close to my Mexican side of my family. It wouldn't surprise me if it's on both sides is because people continually, you know, come together to have joint karma and to like oftentimes marriages. Well, my dad's gay, remember? And my dad's father was abusive, not sexually, but physically. Right. I mean, it's just really, it's a really complicated, I just see abuse in this history. And, and what happens is when a lot of people get married and you're not conscious yet, or meaning you're not awakened, you yeah. will marry the person and then you don't, it doesn't happen to everyone, but it can happen is that you would maybe be in love and then you get married and then there's some sort of a contract and that right. earthly contract then is, allows for that karmic contract to come out. Right. And that karmic residue will be one person has a wound and the other person has a wound. And those wounds interleak to bring up that massive wound for healing. And it's an opportunity in this lifetime to either heal it 
or just to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it either in this lifetime or over, you know, through the lineages right? or in another lifetime, right? That makes sense. So we're going to jump into this after. I want to just hear how you're doing. Okay. So we, and I just saw that. Um, I just want to hear how you're doing and what's going on with you. I, um, I've done the, the Kriya a few times. Um, and the name of the Kriya? Um, the Jupiter one. The Jupiter chakra. Yeah. So this meditation for anyone who's listening, it will absolutely change your life. Um, if you want something that'll put you on your destiny and stop all the attachments and, um, really eliminate any abuse that you subconsciously felt or didn't happen or real or did happen in your past. It just eliminates that so that you can start to become a woman that can hold more. So your energy field widens. And so you may have, you know, one thing you're doing, like perhaps you're good at this one thing and you are in business. And what it did for me and other women I know is it, it, it allowed me to hold a lot of things in my field because I wasn't attached all these other thought patterns of attachment to, you know, people, places, and things began to fall away, which let me just become attached to God. Right. That's interesting because one thing I've I've been reading this, um, I got your book and I started your book and then I've also been finishing up this other book called spirit babies. Mm -hmm. So you're reading mystical motherhood right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, one thing I read about last night was the the idea of the seventh, sh- like the crown chakra being that portal. And one thing I feel like is that mine is not open. When I was going to sleep last night, I had a very clear vision that like mine, that is part of the thing that's like, it feels capped or like, I'm not completely open up here. Well, your pineal gland isn't open. Yeah, I feel a little blocked here too. Okay, so... I mean, the pineal gland becoming decalcified or opening. So what it means when a pineal gland is open, and I'm only going to say it from my own experience, yeah. not from reading. I don't, I don't know about reading, but what happened when mine opened and it was in a miraculous experience beyond time space, it was, it was like a, a spiritual massive experience. And that's the only reason I can sit on the phone with you. Right. And, and even read for you or see certain things yeah. is what happened for me is I literally took a scroll given to me from a higher being, which sounds crazy, but that's what yeah. it was. I saw it in my mind's eye, this scroll. And they asked me to take the scroll across my forehead. Yeah. And so I did. So I took it across my forehead and it almost read in ancient hieroglyphs. Right. And what the hieroglyphs did is it, when your pineal gland opens, it when you normally see forward and you're only seeing through the two eyes out the front, what happens when the pineal gland opens is you begin to have a 360 degree experience. So nice. you can see in all directions. And what that means is like for me, it was like past, present, future. I don't know how accurate. I'm always surprised. When right. I read people, I don't do this and say that I'm, I don't know if I'm accurate. That's why I'm always asking the clients, like, does this feel accurate to you when I say this? Mm-hmm. Because I, I hope it never comes from my own subconscious. Right. Of course. Um, so the pineal gland can, it opens, it can open with, they say with a clean diet, they say mm-hmm. with like a clean soul. I mean, I had done a lot of spiritual work and I also had had a Kundalini opening, which really helped. But it will eventually become clearer and more open with Kundalini yoga. 
and meditation. And that's why for women who are going to bring these souls down, it's absolutely vital to have the pineal gland open. And it's interesting because on social media today, so I have two social media platforms, Pritamatma, which you should probably follow because there's a lot of good information, and then um, Mystical Motherhood. Mm-hmm. So I was just talking about, which might be helpful to you. So the the utilization of the snake energy when making love, which you were naturally in our last session called to buy the Magdalene book. What's the name of that book again? Magdalene Experience. No, it's uh, by Tom Kenyon. Magdalene Manuscript. The Magdalene Manuscript. For anyone who's listening, and you'll learn in my new book, Fertile, there is a special, tell me if this is what you want to learn about. I can stop if it isn't, but it is, it has to do with opening this higher realms. And that's why I'm going to talk about it because it'll start to make sense once you can tap into it at some point. Right. And anyone who's listening, you can do this too. And so the guard, if we remember back in history, the snake is a symbol throughout all of these stories, right? It's found in the garden. Oh, go ahead. I've been having, so this is something I do want to integrate. So two years ago, I started having snake dreams like every night. They never attack me and they never um, hurt me, but they'll just be everywhere. All different kinds of snakes. I've even, this is graphic, but I've even like pooped a white snake that was alive mm-hmm. And then, but with no consequence, like just snake dreams. And then that went away. And then in the past week and a half, I've started having snake dreams again, like almost every night. Snakes and that's every- why we're talking about it right now. I know. Yeah. I can read yeah. it. I'm feeling it through you. So I want to explain to you what that means. So God or spirit talks in symbols. Yeah. And symbols open up into a library of information. And the more you awaken, the more that you can take one symbol and understand what it is. And it may take you an entire lifetime to open up a symbol. A symbol is a microchip. And a symbol can be a dove. A symbol can be something, a squiggly line. It can be anything. But a symbol is, it's like a hieroglyph from God. The snake is an ancient symbol of how to, to bring divine children down to earth. It's also an ancient symbol of DNA. And when a woman... When a, when there's specialized women, so back in ancient Egypt and in ancient Greece, there were temples of divine birth, of divine conception that you may or may not had a past life in. It wouldn't surprise me that the current listeners of this podcast have some sort of past life or, you know, attachment to Delphi, to Greece, to Egypt, to these temples. And so the readings where I've been told that I have, I not about this, the Isis or whatever, but that I've been like a a worker, a light worker in Egypt or a light worker at Mandala and persecuted for it, been a worker in these places and done work like that. So you're just remembering it in this lifetime. And this lifetime is an activation of that. And the snake is an initiation. So what in these temples, what you used to do is you likely had an idea or a, um, you may even have a memory of it. Is it something called the Heros Gamos? Mm-hmm. And the Heros Gamos is the sacred, it's the sacred marriage with divinity in a sexual tantric experience. Mm-hmm. And women used to be able to do it with with the god 
like without a man. So the miraculous conception within Greece was done without a man. And it was basically making love to the gods. When the patriarchy began to take over the temples, when the patriarchy began to take over the earth, the male came into the temples and the God would run through the male and they would actually make love to a physical male. And that's when the temple started to get taken over by priests instead of priestesses. So in ancient times, like Athens was built off of Athena, the woman, all of Greece was the feminine. And so, and so was, um, so Hathor was the lineage of divine birth for this planet. So was um, the goddess Isis. They are all genetic engineers. And so basically their DNA template, which is what I change, what I'm teaching women how to change in fertile, would create the DNA template of the child, right? And so how did they do this? Is it okay if I keep talking or do you have any questions as I go? Well, one thing I just wanted to add in about my personal experience is that also I've been having like orgasms in my dreams. Yeah. Because it's that's tons, the, tons of orgasms in my dreams. Totally normal. Yeah. So when <laughs> but you, it's like, you know, you wake up and you're, I mean, and, and not in like, um, not in like a wet dream way. Well, I mean, like, it's not like very clear in my dream that something sexual is necessarily happening. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, I completely about, know what you mean. It's not fantasizing about another person. It's not like a fantasy of something happening. I mean, it's in a narrative, but it's not, it's not really, I don't know how to explain that. Right. Really I, you don't have to even explain it to me. I completely understand. So it's this, all of this information I'm talking about is esoteric knowledge and it's almost, I can explain it to you. You can read it in a book and, um, and those are some ways to understand it, but really it's the experience of it that you'll understand what the initiation of the cobra is. And it will change your life. It sounds like you're starting the initiation of the cobra. And so what we I've talked about in other podcasts is alchemy is is a spiritual initiation from the above. So that you when you're when I like when I do work on this plane, right. I am not and I work in the higher planes. By doing the spiritual work in the higher planes, I'm affecting this plane because there's no difference because I've touched into both. And so these initiations that come in the form of dreams, in meditation, maybe you'll see a snake cross your path. Um, At least for me, when I started to have my initiation of the cobra, I was was at White Tantric event and snakes in my mind's eye began to climb through me and I had massive orgasms. In White Tantra while meditating with somebody, but they were not normal orgasms. They were just full body experiences. A week before that, I was on a walk with my ex-husband and a snake came between us on the walk. A snake, I walked ahead and a, a gigantic rattlesnake, massive, came between and then looked up at him and began to, to snarl at him. And he couldn't walk. He said, I said, come around the snake, come with me. And he goes, I will not go around with you. I, I can't go. So we were on a hike. He literally had to walk three miles around the other way. And we div- I left the man two weeks later. Right. So we had, we had a snake in our garage two weeks ago. Okay. So you're going through the initiation of the snake and I need you to go onto mystical motherhood on um, Instagram and mm-hmm. read just before um, we spoke or yeah. like, even now, I literally just put up a lot of messages on my 
social media accounts. Yes. Um, Pritam Atma and then also Mystical Motherhood that will explain some of the initiations of, of the snake. Okay. So back to ancient Egypt and back to ancient Greece, okay? When these women would go into these higher planes, what they would do is they would tap into the, the energy of the snake. And this is really just the kundalini life force, okay? okay. And when, when Eve fell in the garden and the snake came, it was the fall of her own power, of her right. own ability. It's the patriarchy saying, no, this is how we're going to do it, this whole, right? So remembering this knowledge... It, and more and more women on the planet are going to remember this knowledge. It's coming back because it was forgotten. How do we do this? How do we change the DNA? How do we start to birth these type of children? Well, it's through our own power. So in the Heroes Gamos, the Heroes Gamos is, an, is a sexual experience. It can be done by making love and it can actually be done without making love, usually with the form of a male. So different examples of the Heroes Gamos has happened with Solomon and Sheba throughout history, Isis and Osiris, Mary Magdalene and Jesus. So it's the template of the Holy Mary marriage, the union. And I have experienced it too. And so what it is, is you meet this person and your energy bodies basically go up into higher dimensions and you make love in your light bodies, which in Egypt is called the Ka body, K-A. You can Google that, Ka body. So in Egypt... Um, there was nine bodies to get to this high initiation. So when the women would do this while creating sacred conception, they would, that you run the energy of the snake, like you read in the Magdalene book down up through, through your womb, up and out and into out, out your pineal gland. And when the snake can hit the pineal gland, that's when you're in the higher dimensions. So you're basically making love above and on earth. And like I said before, alchemy is the combination is as above, so below. Right. So you're touching into these higher dimensional forms, but the snake is the template of that. And the snake is also the template of DNA. So when you can harness the power of God, like literally, if you just imagine yourself, you just, just close your eyes right now. And I want you to, anyone who's listening, if you're ready for this kind of initiation, you can ask for it. And I want you to just see all of these snakes coming up towards you. And we can't have fear of snakes. They're not, a, they're like the natural, they're the natural symbol of the feminine in a lot of ways. And I want you to just imagine yourself grabbing these snakes and just holding them so that they go loose in your hand and you take control of the snake. And with that, it's, it's the seduction or, you know, it's the calming of the cobra. I want you to see yourself. I want you to see the snake approaching you. And then I want, rather than being any fear of the snake, I want you to allow the snake to go up in through the vaginal canal, up through the spine, up into the pineal gland. And so if we remember back in hieroglyphic arts of ancient Egypt, why did they have a snake coming out of their third eye? Mm. Because they knew how to harness the power of the universe. That's why Isis on her birthing chair was utilizing the snake. There's other symbols you may see. So this, the symbol of the dove, the symbol of the bee and the beehive are really, really common for the symbols of the priestesses. So if you're ever out and you see the bee going around and you, or you see the dove okay. consistently, you'll know you're in the right place. And it's just the well, goddess speaking to you. I've been stung like over 20 times. What was bee. that? 
I've been stung in my life. I've been stung like over 20 times by bees. Well, you can, that might be them trying to wake you up. Yeah. So that <laughs> might be happened in a while, which is nice. But around two years ago when I was having the snake dreams, I also got stung like three times and, um, um, now they just come around, but they don't sting me, which is nice, but I've definitely had my bee my bee time. So too. there's a meditation that might help you open the pineal gland. A lot of the Kundalini meditations will, and yeah. the women of the ancient temples knew how to harness the energy of the Kundalini. So yeah. having these meditations, not like not having a proper teacher on this earth that really understands this, like in your temple, in your own house, like constantly teaching you. Yeah. is the downside of this new age, right? I mean, we're here talking about it, but you probably are like, oh, I didn't know any of these things before. Yeah. Having a kundalini practice in yeah. your temple, which is why the last time we spoke, I said, you need to create your temple, right? If we are creating these children and we're becoming the goddess again, and we're harnessing the energy of this like supernatural power, we need our own temple, but we also have kundalini yoga on earth. Right. which is what they would practice in ancient Greece in, in the temple of Delphi and in, um, in other, the temple of Philae and other birthing chambers throughout Malta and, and throughout the top of Africa. I mean, there's, there's many, if anyone's listening and you want to read about it, there's a book called the cult of the divine birth in ancient Greece by Riga Galioso, Marguerite Rigoloso. It's a little more complicated and um, difficult to understand, but if you're really called to understand it, then that's a good book. Another book we just talked about was the Mag Magdalene Manuscript will help you understand how to get the snake into the sexual relationship. And the snake is so important in sexual relationship because one of the most important ways to bring down these children is to tap into light. Right. So what I mean by light is so that the... Heros Gamos, and I want you to Google it. You, you, yeah. you um, it's H E I R O S and then G A M O S. Okay. And, it, and it's an initiation. And it's what the women in these temples would do. I'm repeating because it's important. Right. And what it is, is it's basically making love in light. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. So when you're able to tap into these higher dimensions, you're actually tapping into higher harmonics. Right. And when you're tapping into higher harmonics, you're going to create different templates within the womb. So we know DNA is made out of sacred geometry. Right. Did you know this? Yes. And mm -hmm. if we did last time we spoke on the phone, we were talking about balancing the elements, correct? Yes. Right. So now I'm going to take you a step further of balancing the elements. Mm -hmm. So... We know the triangle is fire. Right. It goes on and on, but there's the, the triangle, the square, the isodecohedron, the dodecahedron. All of these, again, can be on social media, and they'll be out and fertile in like a couple of months, and it'll be a complete template of what these sacred geometry means. Well, so right now, the goddess, I, the goddess Isis left us a template in France. And don't worry, we'll get to everything in this call. So I'm just yeah. giving you this knowledge because you may... One day be like, yeah, and I'm about to go on this two week just to tell you what I'm trying to do is like, I'm about to go on this two week trip to Baja where I'm doing a yoga teacher training, but I'm living in a tent and I'm going to have no, um, internet or phone. So I'm printing out all these different things to bring with me and I'm just going to go deep into like, 
practice and meditation. And I really want to spend a lot of time without distraction, like going into these things. So I'll bring the Magdalena manuscript. I printed out those two cryos you recommended last time. I'm bringing my Kindle, which has your book on it and is charged, you know, but I'm just going to like kind of go really in and like journal a ton and try. Did I send you the original book of fertile yet? No. Okay. I'll send it to you before it has, it's not so fertile comes out in a few months, um, on Amazon. I'll send it to you early so that you can read it on this trip. And it's going to give you a better understanding of what I'm talking about and put it all together in a really, really, really easy format. Okay. Like anybody can read it. Cause I'm just trying to max, like, I've never done this either. I've never taken, like I was in the Peace Corps 12 years ago, but that was different. I've never taken like two weeks of time for myself and for my body. So I'm really trying to like go and maximize that time because it's something that seems very luxurious that I would never think to do for myself Yeah, and never like gift myself, you know? Right. So I almost like canceled so many times cause I'm like, Oh, I can't do it. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm like forcing myself to like take that time to do it. But, that's um, good. yeah. And my husband's really supportive. So that's nice, but I'm just trying to like be prepared to have stuff to, to do while I'm there, even though I know I'll be tired and, and doing other things. It's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. And relaxation is like one of the best things you can do before you're going to conceive. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is really hard. <laughs> but it's it's so necessary because when you're in the fight or flight response, your body is literally tight. Yeah. And so wearing loose clothes, doing different positions, like loosening up all these different parts of yourself, it's is how you become pregnant usually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The wearing loose clothes. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not going to have to do that, but like, cause you can't, that's hard. No, but, but I mean, I, but like, I mean by like tight jeans and all these different things, like we're all constricted. We're all have this energy constriction in so many forms. And then we wonder why we're cut off. So I'm just saying your, your no, first I, question was, I feel like my energy is cut off. Yeah. Right. Um, but one meditation that you could do if you have extra time is the long Ekon car. Um, you can Google that the long Ekon car is really, really good before you're pregnant or if you're pregnant, because what it does is it not only opens up the channels of the Kundalini and like really gets the energies going, but it, um, it also, it also, if you're going to bring down a high being, like a high child, it puts you at the level of the high child. Oh, okay. So that's what that specific meditation does. And if you don't know what it is, you can Google long, ek, ong, cars, and it's O-N-G. And then it's also on Rama TV, R-A-M-A TV. And they're doing it every morning right now, right now. But you can find it online, Google it. And that's a really good meditation to get you at the level of a higher child. Okay. Okay. So do you want me to go any into any more deeper into the sacred geometry or um, into the light or any of these things? Was any of that helpful? And do you have any questions? And if not, we can move on. No, it was super helpful, especially with the snake dreams because, and with the orgasm dreams, because it almost feels like like processing, you know, like snakes literally growing out of the ground, like growing out. I mean, just so much imagery, you know, that I'm just trying to let it flow through and process, but feels very, um, messaged. Somehow. Well, it's, it's your consciousness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And any other dreams that are kind of unusual that you think are 
you want to talk about? No, it's like other dreams I'm having, I can tell are just kind of me processing negative things out, like situations and things that are happening that are just kind of needing to just release. And so I'm trying to just wake up and let those release. And it's really just the snake dreams where I'm like, I, I, I need to. And also I'm seeing like a ton of coyotes in my path right now. Mm -hmm. I live by a park, but just in this way that they're like sitting in the street when I walk out, you know, like stuff like that, that's just kind of coming up. It's exciting, but it's like, instead of being afraid, I need to like switch into. It feels like the coyotes are the lineage. I don't know. You'd have to go tap. I mean, we could do it together. We could tap into that together. But for example, my sister said it to me in a really interesting way is I always see the goddess Isis. So whenever I like, I know I'm on the right path When I, she'll be on a wall. Like I just started at a new clinic and I walked into this room and the goddess Isis is on a birthing chair on the wall. So I work with her, I mean, at a very professional, famous clinic in the city. And, and I'm like, how, I mean, the, the chances of that are zero, but yet she's there. So I always see the Virgin Mary, and when you opened your Skype, she was right behind you. Well, right, because you're a part of the design, divine conception. And anyone who's listening, you when the when spirit begins to speak to you, they it speaks in symbols, and we at we're so we're so closed down when our pineal gland isn't fully open. We don't realize that when you really start to fully awaken, everything begins to speak to you. So if you're getting messages through music or I'm speaking, you're how is it, what are the chances that now I'm on, you're on the call with me and I'm telling you about the snake and then the snake is in your, yeah. you know, like I'm answering your question. Yeah. And so what happens is, yeah. is we forget our own power and we forget yeah. that we're creating our whole world. And when we begin to awaken, right. we hear the lyrics to a song and it gives us the answer. We open the book and it's exactly what we needed to hear, the one sentence. And we have to remember that everything is God. So yeah. in those moments that the coyote is in front of you or you see the triple number, like a lot of clients write me, why am I seeing triple numbers? What does this number mean? It's like, what's happening when the numbers are occurring? It's just reminding you to wake up. Right. And supposedly my partner says, you're not going to need symbols anymore because then you'll truly believe. And I said, I love my symbols. Like I love it when snakes come to me. I love, I love, I love the surprise of God. And so I, I, I thrive off of those things, even though I don't need them anymore to show me that I'm on the right path. It's almost proof. So when you see that coyote, it's your symbol. It's like, like a Wiccan, a Wiccan witch or a, the black magician or not even, I mean, the white, the white magician or the priestess would have a symbol to that, that speaks. So you just take that symbol. You can even open. So the begin to begin to work on your third eye, what you do is you have to get, begin. So on this next two weeks when you're getting super silent or you're in these meditation or you begin to work through your body. So you have to work through the physical body first to get all the toxins out, to get the movement going, which is what you're doing with yoga. That's why women are getting into yoga is you have to get through the physical body to get through the mental, the spiritual, right? Like each of these, it's like, it's exactly like Maslow's hierarchy. You can't get to become a fulfilled person, which is what mystical motherhood's based off of until you work these bottom layers. And that goes with the chakras too. You have to start with the base chakra and you have to move yourself up. You can't just tap into the higher chakras or you'll be totally dysfunctional and neurotic. Right. And so when you begin to want to open your third eye, place those symbols in the third eye. Mm. And, and ask what, you know, 
what it means, see what, what appears. And the intuition is the first 10 seconds. Okay. So do you have any more questions? Uh, no, I just want, was wondering if we want it. So what would you like to go into now? Back to how I'm feeling. I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like very open, emotional, which is nice. I just did, um, I just did a festival where I did like 28 Reiki sessions in two days. (laughs) So that was really interesting and intense, not full hour ones, like 20 minute sessions with other people. And I felt very like good doing that. And then I've just been resting since then, but mostly I just want to make sure that I'm able to like release or not cut, but like cut the cords I need to cut to kind of, there's just stuff that's kind of holding. I can feel like it's your family. Yeah, it's my family. So what they're doing, what back to the beginning of when I first read your energy, is what your family is doing is they're pulling at your energy centers from your feet, from the base chakra still. Does okay. that feel accurate to you? And it feels like the it's the feminine, yeah, which obviously always connected to the masculine, but it's like you have all these women in your family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So tell me what you feel is going on with them. There's just so much like residual trauma that's just, I think is mostly about control. And then it's like anger and control. Um, Like even last night I was getting kind of triggered by my husband and I had to like stop and just say, can we do this tomorrow? I don't want to be like angry or triggered by what's happening right now, even though it's not anything bad. I don't know. There's like just kind of this. So tell me about what happened with your friend and how you gained awareness over the fact that you were getting triggered. So first off, that's awesome, (laughs) right? Most people can't even do that and they can't even see the pattern. So it's right back to remember our very first session. I said, we have to work on control and we have to work on the the women, right? right? And then once you get that, then you'll clear those kind of things and you'll able to see things much clearer. And as you're doing the Jupiter chakra meditation, these patterns will become so clear to you. You'll be like, Oh, that's why I act this way. What that, what that meditation does is it shows you your own patterns of self-sabotage. Right. Yeah. And so it was with my husband and it's, it was like a talk about money and I have a very hard time with Okay, my one minute, stuff. my children are knocking on my door, <laughs> and I'm going to go put them outside because they're tiny. That's, that's I'll okay. be right back. Okay. Will you please repeat that? And we're going to go into it. So tell me what you just said before your control issues around money. Yep. So tell me about that. Um, just growing up really poor and really in, in lack and with 
And I think this is a part of the women in my family too, of feeling like, um, again, like coming from Mexican culture where like men provide and some of my family of my women getting out of that and some of them not. And my mother is very much stuck in like being with someone she's unhappy with because they provide. And I just have a lot of like fear of not having enough. I mean, like I, I know I'll never be homeless, but like ideas of like, Oh, if I don't make money, have money that I'm not going to be able to do things. And I think that's kind of blocking my pregnancy as well. Like money is a form of energy. Right. Right. And then what happens when women are trying to conceive is that they're like, it's interesting. It's, it's like, we want to become, we want more control on the earth, right? We want, so then rather, so in order to have more control on the earth, we, we took on the role of the male in a lot of forms. So we're like, so let's give an example of a woman who wants to become a lawyer or a doctor. And then they also want to have children. It's hard. And I commend, I mean, I commend every woman out there that is doing that, but like you're, but there's one, there's an art to become a lawyer and a doctor and maintaining the femininity, but there's also a tendency in a lot of women to overcompensate and think that the, think that it's better to, to play the rail, the, the, the role of the male, but in that you lose your power. And so there's two, so we really don't have a good example of femininity on the planet right now. Uh, And especially with, when it comes to balance between work and creating money and, and what does that archetype look like? So if we could create a, a really, really, really good archetype for this planet, that woman, like the ancient, let's go back to the temples of the ancient priestess. And I promise we're going to get into what these patterns no, no. are. But this, this template of this priestess that would bring these. So Mary Magdalene, she's always shown with a container, like a little sack, even when the, the it's not an, it is not a, like a, a mistake or a coincidence that the Notre Dame just burned down. The Notre Dame burned down because it is the center of the goddess Isis. Underneath the Notre Dame is an Isis temple. So I actually was living in Europe and I never went in that specific church because it had incredibly negative energy and entities around it. No offense to anyone. It's a beautiful church, but fire is the first transformation, right? And so If we're going to go so bad, I'm only bringing up the Notre Dame because there's statues of Mary Magdalene with a sack on her, on a sack on her, like on her hip. And because yeah. Mary Magdalene was wealthy and she, she held Jesus supposedly and his apostles up through her wealth. So she helped him spread his word. So the real priestess is able to hold a lot of, a lot of money. She's able to create abundance. So fertility isn't just in the form of creating a child. Fertility is the form of prosperity. Fertility can be in the form. So anyone who can listen to this, you can get anything out of it, even if you're not going to have a child. Fertility is creation. It's, it's harnessing that creative potential within you and finding that within. And the only way to get through it is to see all your own faults, to see all the ways. And you're way ahead of the game. Trust me to even say, I have an issue with this. Most people can't even see that. You know, like I have to say to them, you have an issue with this. And then they're like, really? And and that's the awakening process is to see all of these different self-sabotaging problems. But that, uh, that priestess will not only have the esoteric knowledge, but she'll be able to back it up with true intelligence. Yeah. 
So there's, so there's a combination of tapping into the spiritual world and having that intuition. And that's why we need to work on your third eye opening. And that's why these meditations will do so. So if you really want your third eye to open and you really want that snake to run through, you have to yeah. meditate more. Okay. You ha- you ha- and you have to focus there and you have to just, and it, and it, and it will open and the intuition will pour through, through you. And that also comes with knowledge. So like with the information I teach you, I have that esoteric knowledge, but I also have the background of Western medicine. So if you were to come to me with PCOS or with, you know, um, fibroids or other issues, I would say, well, this is, this is a reality of the facts. So I went to get my levels checked on. I'll know by the time I'm back. Oh, great. Then we can go over them. Yeah. I did my blood work already. Okay, good. Um, and that'll give you a really good idea if you need an extra boost or what's going on. I might need, they might say that I, I I think it's all going to, like my intuition is telling me it's going to be pretty standard, (laughs) like average for my age. Okay. But I mean, we'll see, but that's how I'm feeling about it. Okay. I think my problem is much more mental and spiritual than it is physical. Okay. I think my body's in pretty good place. I've never had physical and I rarely get sick, but like here and here. Right. The opening, the three things that are vital to open, which is the intuition is the womb, the heart and the third eye. Um, but if anyone's listening, this is just a random fact that's coming through me. I'm going to go back to energy and clearing what, what we've been talking about is if there's a few supplements you can take, if you're over 40 or you're, you can too, that supposedly help with egg health and it's Coke the enzyme CoQ10 yep. and then um, DHEA. You don't want to take too much of it because it can cause, you know, different hormonal imbalances. I don't think you want to take it over three months, I believe. Uh, this isn't medical advice. And then mm-hmm. also you want to make sure your vitamin D level is high enough. And you also want to make sure that your partner's vitamin D is level is um, high enough. And you want to make sure that your TSH is below a value of 2.5. That's optimal for um, conception, and then a, you want it, your vitamin D to be a, a definitely above 30. So pretty much everybody has low vitamin D. I only have seen like one client patient that doesn't. So taking these supplementations is not like an option. It's absolutely vital. Right. Okay, yeah, so let, let's go back into tapping into the energy of this pattern, this like pattern of unworthiness that is going yeah. into your family. So give me a minute. Okay. Okay, so what I see with your family is it's very classic like the male is this con- the male is the form of the control. Yeah. In some shape manner form. And and the male isn't necessarily so nice in your family. No. Like I don't see like a even if they kind of nice, it's like very short-winded. Does that feel accurate when we say that to you? Yeah. So there's not a lot of trust. So let's write these issues down because these, it's going to be more than one session with this. But so because the woman never made her own money or own living and it like she was creating children, but wasn't the children. She wasn't honored for that in reality. The male, it was, just, it was completely out of balance with your family and not, probably most of our families. But in this, in this case, the male's incredibly, incredibly controlling and so as a result of that, when you have an energy throughout the lineages of someone else outside of you trying to control you, 
you're going to be programmed with a form of control in every shape, manner, or form somehow in your life in order to feel love. So control has a lot to do with self-worth and it has a lot to do with love that's conditional or unconditional. So when we're little and we're told that if we do it, if love looks like this and I'll love you if you do this and, um, the only way you make me happy or you're good is if you're this way, we're taught that love is conditional upon that. And pretty much everyone's taught that. Does that feel true? Yeah. So tell me when you, I want you to go through scenes of when you're little and I'm, I'm really going back into your grandma for some reason, maybe even your great grandma. My, well, my great grandmother's obviously dead, but I mean, all of those women, all of them, had so much pain and anxiety also around motherhood. So tell me about that. So I want you to, as we're talking, we're going to, so anyone who's listening, this is how you begin to burn the memories out of you. First you become aware of them and then you use the elements, which is why we talk about the elements in mystical motherhood to alchemize and transform yourself. So create a glass jar in front of you and you can, everyone can do this at home. Mm -hmm. And I want, and so the understanding of the subconscious is becoming aware of it and then getting it out. And Kundalini helps, but so does this. So tell me like the imbalance, the control of the male is, and then tell me about what their imbalance around motherhood was. Their worth well, came from... Well, they didn't ever have a choice. Yeah, their, their only worth, their yeah. only worth came from motherhood. And so what's happening to you now with your, your being completely triggered to clear that from... Tell, tell me if we're accurate... You're being completely triggered to clear that from your um, lineage, from yeah. your because you've had it, some issues with becoming pregnant. Yeah. Does this feel true? Yeah, and my husband is like the exact opposite of all of those men. So I'm also having to like be with a man, which is good. Like he's the nicest, kindest, feminine, non-controlling male. But it's also like a part of that is like accepting him and me as a partnership, making a child in this whole other way is like so hard for my, you know, right. Like I, like I get like emotional thinking about it. Cause it's like the right thing and it feels right, but it's like so different that I have to like overcome all this other control about what it's supposed to be. You know, I totally understand. And what happens when we are, born into these kind of unsafe families is yeah. that we women we tend to go I mean a lot of women tend to go for a more feminine soft you know sweet man who will not hurt us right but I want you to be very we don't want to spiritually skip over any issues that still are between you two that are the very there they could be different and you may not see them as the same pattern but what patterns do is they create themselves in their own forms and new relationships and this is likely the form of money between the two of you yeah and when money is in balance between a relationship there's usually a codependence happening Right. So when one person is making, so when we know if there's an, a codependence happening, because there's a codependence that, that goes back in your lineage. So the women were codependent upon the male. And this goes back into most of the relationships here on earth. And what we're trying to do when we create these new types of families is, is overcome codependency. Right. And go into the, go in, and, and by doing that, we're finding our own power and we're getting the snake. Because right. the snake, 
The energy of the feminine of the snake of the dove of the bee has no codependence. Mary Magdalene was not codependent on, on Jesus. Right. Right. And so you only knew your lineage only knows codependence. And so do you find that financially now, does he make more money than you? No. So do you make more money than him? No, we make like the same. You make the same. Go through everything. Let's go through everything in your relationship right now. Is there, is there, we've had every partner I've had before him made more money than me and supported and supported us in some way. Okay, so you're so you did him. so you did have that happen. Oh yeah. Okay. For like and until for like for the majority of my life, even my first boyfriends were rich boys, and I was the poor girl. Like you know, ever since I was a kid. So right. I mean, I think I think Alan and I, my partner, what we had in the beginning of our relationship was like um, a really bad time trusting each other. We had to, and we I think we finally come into like a full state of trust. But he's the first man I've ever been with who doesn't make more than me or have more than me or like hold money over me mm-hmm. or care about what I do with my money in, in respect to like really controlling that or right. that comment on it. So healthy because that means you're real. I mean, it, it sounds like you're really, really, really breaking out of that pattern. And I'm I mean, I, you know that because you're here doing the work with me. Yeah, because back, I mean, if, if anyone's listening and you're in this kind of relationship where you have a codependence, it's a karmic relationship because when you're in that deep kind of karma, there's an imbalance that needs to be worked out. So right back to the beginning is like when, when two people come together with two separate wounds and those wounds are unhealed, they'll blow up in the relationship and you'll play out the same karmic script over and over and over again. And the awakening process is finding a, finding a partner who you can look at as a mirror and say, I see my wound in you. I see your biggest wounds in me, but I'm not going to attack you for it. I'm only going to let it, let us heal. And the biggest, when you're going into that divine union and you want to have this child with a man that you really, really love, and you're getting rid of all these past things that can pull at you and bring you down, the most important thing you're tapping into everything is trust. You have to trust him. And because your family never did, your mother, your grandma, your great grandma, they didn't trust those men for anything. Oh no, never. And so it's how can you, so like these are massive things we're talking about right now. So we're talking about codependency, trust, worthiness, love, belonging, right? Yeah. But they're all so connected. And, and, and so that's what the weaving is like, like seeing these massive patterns in our family and then how we can bring it back in is so important. So, okay, we're back to the glass jar. Close your eyes with me now. Oh yeah. I want you to like put, I don't know if I'm, I hope I'm seeing the right scene, but I'm seeing like a woman, she's not you, in the kitchen cooking. Like that's her job. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Probably my grandmother. Okay. Cause it's, I feel like it's your grandma. That's who I keep seeing. Yeah. So I, I want you to tap into your grandma's energy right now. What's her full name? Maria Luisa Garcia Castillo. She's still a really strong woman. Yeah. Tell me what it was like in her marriage. 
Now, this is how I want you to tap into your third eye, okay? I want you to ground your energy down deep into the, deep into the ground. Anybody who's listening, this is how you, this is how you begin to tap into your intuition, and you all have this power. You just have to remember how to do it. So you, you tap, you, you grow your roots down into the earth. You cannot tap into the higher realms without being completely grounded. And then you grow your, um, your spine up into the sky, just like in those paintings. So the two of us, the, you and I, Taylor, we're going to go into the higher dimensions together right now. So I want you to pretend like you're going to grab my hands. Okay. So I'm in the room with you right now. You're going to grab my hands and your eyes are closed and you're looking up into your pineal gland. One, two, three. We're going to go up through your roof. We're going to go up above your house. We're going up into the clouds. We're looking down at the houses. We're looking down at the United States. We're looking down at the earth. We're looking down. We don't see anything. We're in the blackness. And now we're in the white light. And I want you to just sit with me in this field of white light. And we're going to ask that the lineage of your, of, the, of your mother's side be revealed to us now. And that we're going to see why you chose this family to come in and clean this lineage up. Okay? So that you could birth this child. And I want you to, if you need to tap your third eye, one, two, three times now. One, two, three. How many, uh, how many um, generations do we need to go back? Mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother. Tell me when to stop. One. Five. Five I generations. Know. I have five fingers up. That's perfect. Okay, so how, is that how long it's gone in the past that there's issues with trust, abuse, manipulation, control, and fear in your family? I mean, yeah, right now. (laughs) Okay. Are you seeing anything else? And are you seeing any images that come up around these things? What are the first images that come to mind? I just feel it. I see it. And I see a ton of fear. And I feel the word entrapment comes up with your family. And in in that is all of these women, they couldn't get out. And because they couldn't get out, they had to take on the alcoholism. They had to take on abuse. They had to take on a massive amount of cheating. And I feel like, I don't feel like, there was one male really in the lineage that was really, really trustworthy that they knew that would go out and not, you know, make love to another woman. Does that feel accurate when we say this to you? Yes. And do you feel that these fears now come up into your own life with your partner now, even though you know they're not real? Yes. Okay. So I want you to look down. So we know that there's a, we're going back five generations right now, but I want you to look down at your mother's womb. What's her name? Maria Luisa. And your father, at the moment of conception, why did you choose Maria as your mother? What's the first um, words that come to mind? Uh, Love. She was very loving. So a lot of times when I place, when I see the my clients in their mother's wombs, I see fear, I see anxiety, I see, you know, whatever that woman programmed you with is what you're creating now, right? 
So it, it feels like your mother actually had a really, really warm environment. It's like she knew you'd end this. Does that feel true when we say this? Yes. Did, and you have how many brothers and sisters? I have four brothers. Okay. Younger. Hold on. Let me see what they want to do. So I want you to take the issue of trust that goes back through all of these different lineages. And I want you to almost just put it into this glass jar. All of these things that we're seeing. So the woman cooking in the kitchen. So that kind of entrapment. The women that were ever abused or raped. The women that had to have children because it was expected of them. And that their only worth came out of having children because there was nothing else for them to be able to do. Does this all feel true to you for your lineage? Yes. And it's like, I want you to just put it in this glass bowl like you're cooking it, like it's starting to burn into a fire, like your grandma would cook in the kitchen, in like an older kitchen, right? Like an earth kitchen. And I want you to see all these memories from your genetic line burning out of you, like as if you could take a braid or unweave something. I want you to begin to see these all of these braids that are connected all over your body, they are, I see mostly at the, the womb center, which is the feminine. I want you to just see in the seventh dimension yourself just untying. It's like they're little braided um, energies. Do you see those two? Yes. I want you to begin to untie them. Like you would unbraid something. Can you do that for me? Yes. And I want you to see all of this, these memories of this lineage burning with this purple flame, this red purple flame. And then tell me if anything that comes to mind right now. I, I just want, see I just I go, see a lot of women. I, I see just, a lot of women too. And it's like they're crying and screaming. And they never got a chance to do so. Energetically on your on your DNA. I now want you to go into a kitchen scene with your partner that you've had recently that you feel that pang of distrust towards him. Can you, can you tell me some memories that, is, that happen in your own relationship where you just can't trust the man? Um, well, yeah, he, we started out not monogamous. So there was a lot of issues with that and him wanting to be with other women. So tell me, tell, tell me about that. Um, and how did that make you feel and why did you choose that? Why did you want to create that in your life? What was the point? Because we always, we attract everything. We are creating it all. Right. Um, well, I think I felt that it wasn't authentic to him either. Like that felt very... Um, tr- like learned on his part and that he was my, like also struggling in the same way I was that we were struggling in the same way. Okay. Tell me and what so, that, what that was. So, cause remember just, two people come together to burn the karma. Tell me what you're, what you're burning. I think it's trust. It would, you know, to burn out distrust um, and to find trust. So we know from what we're looking at these, the women in your family is not one man was loyal 
And then I didn't know this about you, but you entered into a relationship where you knew from the moment that you met him that he wasn't being loyal. You didn't both go into the relationship monogamously. You chose energetically to be with a man that was with other women simultaneously. Yeah. Okay. Now close your eyes and tap into your womb. Do you see how this could create unworthiness within you? Yes. And do you see how this is is toxic to the womb? Yeah. And do you see how the energy of those other women can be transferred into you because you're the carrier of, carrier of spirit? Yeah. And do you see how you were reenacting your past in the present? Yeah. Does that feel healthy to you? No, of course not. Okay, and when did this end? Well, we broke up, and then when we decided to get back together, we both did, like, couples therapy for a year and um, a lot of healing work together because I also was not always faithful in my past relationships. So, I mean, I was in monogamous relationships, but I was not always faithful. So we both had to kind of like agree and purge a bunch of stuff. And we did couples therapy for like a year. And then after that, we got engaged. And then after that, we got married. And now I do fully trust him. And I think he does too. Like we both kind of shed that personality of needing to be with other people while we were with someone because we didn't trust anyone. It was like all about trust, I think, for both of us. And it'll still, it'll keep coming up. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's so big in your family. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're doing this work. That's yeah. why we're here talking about it. Yeah. Is it's going to keep coming up in different forms. And, it, and, and, and for you, your lineage, your, the matriarch was cheated on. The yeah. matriarch had, um, the men had women had babies with other mothers. Yeah. That is not, I mean, you're, there was men in your family that had way more babies than you can imagine. Yeah. And that's what you the that's what's in your DNA. And so right. you're going to there's a massive amount of fear in you still about it. I know we what we do is we tend to think that it's over and it's when and it really is only yourself because because you came in to learn trust. Right. And you came in to learn what that is in this life. So we have three questions we usually come into this planet to learn, right? And me, okay. mine was what is healing, what is spirit, and then what is freedom? And my path has found those questions. So I, on your next two weeks, I want you to go into what are your three questions? Okay. And what did you come in here to learn? And right. one of them is what is trust? And the reason you don't trust him is because you don't trust yourself right? in any shape, manner, form. You don't trust yourself to create the amount of money you want. You don't trust yourself. You're learning it. You will learn it. And you're taking the snake by the hand and you're holding it. And that's, this is the road to, to the awakening, right? But that's why you chose your mom, right? Because she actually held you enough so that you could learn trust, right? And 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 the and it's like when we, because you also had the history of cheating, you're yeah. going to constantly project that onto him. Yeah. 
right? But we also yeah. don't want to be totally unaware of women as women. We want to be, you know, some of us will block the fact that the man is cheating, but we always know. Right. We always know. Yeah. And if we don't want to see it, sure, then we can pretend it doesn't happen. But it happens. Mm-hmm. But it, but but you have to look at all the, so your homework is looking at all the places and all the people that you've attracted in your life that are untrustworthy. Right. And so how do we build trust? Well, we build trust by being constant and being consistent and being dedicated. That's one way. So, so Yogi Bhajan is one of my teachers of Kundalini Yoga. I know I always bring this up, but we do something called a sadhana. So every single day we get up and we meditate before the sun. I mean, I don't every day, but I pretty much have every day for four years or longer. And because of that, I've built a significant amount of trust within myself that I can do this. And once you have trust within yourself, you become trustworthy to others because like I can't truly love somebody until I love myself. I haven't truly experienced that emotion. And so all of this, that's why the love on earth isn't real love is because if you haven't really felt divine love or tapped into what like the beloved is, you cannot, you cannot experience it in the outside world because it's an inner and outside experience. So you'll never really experience trust on an, in an outside plane. It won't be mirrored to you in your reality until you have mastered it inside. Right. Okay, so we're going to continue to burn, okay? So I want you to ask, and we're still in the seventh dimensional plane, and I want you to ask that all the issues of mistrust become a, a be, become open and aware to your consciousness in the next 30 days. I ask that all the experiences of mistrust become open and aware to my consciousness in the next 30 days. And I, and I want you to begin to see how it's, it all is from you. Right. And so everything that we're creating in this world, it has nothing. And he may be cheating. We don't know. I'm not saying he is, but let's say he, that happened to anyone who's listening. Let's say they do cheat. It's because you, you created this scenario for them to cheat because it's all a play. Right. All of this is if all of this is just a play, and all the people in in these in relationships are just players to the con- your consciousness. It's like a chessboard of God, and yeah. so if you have something more to clear in you, you're going to attract that so that you can heal it, and you can look at it as the worst thing possible, or you can look at it as the greatest opportunity for your own growth. Right. And so for you two to come together and say, okay, together we have our biggest wounds is trust. Yeah. And I can constantly stab you here and you can constantly stab me there. And, but you both have to look at yourselves and be like, how, and he does too. Yeah. Like how, 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 where are all the places he's felt mistrust? And this would be good homework for you two to do together. Like did his mother, like we could tap into him, right? Did, what's his biggest wound, right? Did his mother leave him? Was he abused? Like, and and then trust can come in different forms mistrust can come in all kinds of form for you. It's sexuality and cheating because that's your, that's your lineage. Right. And then with that, it's the control of the male, which brought that codependencies in different relationships. Right. Well, for him, it might be a totally different experience that creates the same, the same current situation for him to heal the greatest wound. Right. Do you have any questions? 
No, no. I think that's good. Okay. I think, I think three of my questions, two of my questions are what is trust and what is healing? I think one of my questions is also what is healing? Yeah. And you'll, have I, a, you'll find a third question too. Yeah. I, I don't know what my third is, but when you said what is healing, it really pinged for me. And I yeah, was like, you know, your questions. Yeah. And so once you know your questions, you know, your life path. And so I recently found out my third question is what is freedom? And then in that, and just like we're talking about with symbols, the word will open up to you with what is freedom. And then you'll find out what, in order to know what these things are, in, because we live on a polarity planet, in yeah. order to know what it is to trust, we have to know what it is not to trust. Right. And we have to feel the pain of the distrust and all of the consequences of um, feeling that fully to our core and being in pain. I mean, if you want to learn love, you have to learn what love is not. And it right. sucks, but that seems to be that the way humans require at this moment in time on this planet to fully awaken to their own internal power. Right. It sucks. It's a really painful way to awaken. And maybe one day we don't need the opposite to do so. But like, I mean, it's just like the way, the way the world's going to awaken. I mean, the the storms are taking over the planet earth. It's just like back to fertility a back to balancing yourself. So you require the elements to awaken. The earth requires the fires, the, the floods, the, the toxins or whatever. And it's too bad. Because Mother Earth is really fertile when she's super balanced and her elements are okay. So now I want you to take the issue of trust on your two weeks and I want you to work through it, how the elements were affected with it. Does this make sense? So when you, when the issue of distrust came in, did you feel the fire of like of somebody else cheating on you? You needed to feel it that way. Did you feel how the water would come in and make you just cry when you'd be cheated on or you'd cheat on somebody else? And how the elements within that emotion get unbalanced. And then I want you to use the elements in meditation to burn this out of your lineage. So right now I want you to, I want you to see all the women in the kitchen because that's where they were held to in the birthing room. And I want you to burn it for them. I want you to burn all the screams. They never got to scream at their husbands. For all the, think about all the, think of the pain of a woman who knows her husband has a a child with somebody else. Think about the pain of that. And that's how you switch the lineage. Burn it. So you use a purple, just use this purple flame, this red flame, watch it all burn. And when it goes to ashes, I want you to ask, I want you to see water coming into the bowl and clearing it out. Then I want you to see wind coming into the bowl and taking away, evaporating all of the water. And then you're just left with a cube of of salt. And I want you to place that cube of salt with this healing energy into your womb center. And we're going to ask in the next 30 days that all of these destructive patterns be revealed to you. Because now you have come to clear it for your lineage as the genetic engineer of your child. Do you see it? Yeah. 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 But if you don't see the, if you don't see the problems, you can't genetically engineer something new. No, but I do think that all the women in my family see it too. Yeah. But you're the first one to actually work with it. Yeah. No, I think see it for me. I think they feel very helpless still, but they've always held me in this weird place. Because I told you last time they call me princess. 
Right, because you came from a different lineage, likely. Yeah. And also their whole when women allow this kind of abuse, yeah. when women say, Okay, they don't leave or they I mean that's not their fault, but it's the way that the earth is changing now. And the patriarchy, a woman who upholds the neglect or abuse of the male is a part of the patriarchy. Right. They cannot help it. They are the patriarchy. Anyone yeah. who's upholding the abuse of the male in some shape or form, the control, and I'm not saying I'm not saying we're not abusive or controlling too. But right. we have to look at how our patterns, it's almost like we do what a male would do in order to try to right. upgrade the male. And that is not how we're going to take or to change this planet. We have to right. use our feminine power, which comes from the intuition and the, the, the it comes from inside. Right. More work will be done on the inside than on the outside ever. And that's what we have to remember right now is right. I'm way more if I, when I help my, when I make money. Or if I, or if I'm doing anything, it's always from the inside. I never do. I call from the inside and then it comes, the job comes, the partner comes, life changes. It's an inside job. And that's true femininity. And then that is the silence of the power. So back to what the matriarchy looks like. She's abundant. She's fertile. She's is the priestess. I want you to start to place priestess pictures in your house. What this looks like. I want you to start to look at the elements in your house. I want you to create your house as the temple because I want you to remember who you are as the temple keeper. Right. Cool. Does this help? Does this, did you get enough information? Do you have any more questions yeah. before we hang up? No, this is good. This is a lot for me to go through. And I think I'll, um, I have a lot to work on. Okay. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed the kickoff of season three, the mystical motherhood podcast. As you can see, I go deep into each woman's life to help her unprogram herself from conditioning so that she doesn't pass these any of her past issues onto her next child. This work can be done before you become pregnant. It can be done by any woman, any man really, but it's it can also be done while you're pregnant and in between each baby. It's completely critical for changing this planet as we know it. If it interests you, please go to mysticalmotherhood.com. Feel free to write into me at mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com if you would like a private session, you have any questions or any concerns. I'm a fertility nurse practitioner in the uh, New York area, and I practice Western medicine as well as spiritual healing. I just published my second book, Fertile, under the name Pritam Atma. It's available on Amazon. You can find it on my website. My first book, Mystical Motherhood, is also available on Amazon. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thanks.